Hello and welcome to Jaw Law. I'm your host, Joe McGregor from Dallas, Texas. And today we are going to talk about excess consideration. Before we start talking about excess consideration, though, we want to hit on two housekeeping items. Number one, a lot of you may not know who I am or what I do. Some of you have only started listening to this show very recently. Very briefly, I am an attorney who just focuses on dental law. We like to say we are business attorneys for dentists. If a dentist has to sign his or her name to a document, we review it. And we do a few other things as well. And when I say we, we are a team of several attorneys who do this. I mention this mainly as perhaps some kind of assurance to you, the listener, that we kind of know what we're talking about. This is the only thing we do. So when we explain these topics, it's coming from a place of experience. And we don't create these topics just because something happens one time. We create these topics because it is becoming an issue. It's becoming a problem. And we think that it is helpful to communicate that to as many people as possible. And obviously, secondarily, our law firm does not officially sponsor this podcast, but certainly we would not be offended if listeners called us with questions. Second piece of housekeeping item is that if you enjoy this show, if you find it useful, we encourage you to share it with those who may also find it useful. And one of the best ways you could help us is to please review it online on whatever podcast catcher you utilize. On to the show. Like I said, today we are talking about excess consideration. That is a phrase that almost no listener is going to understand. It's not going to make sense. Fortunately, most of you are never going to have to deal with this. This is a concept. Like I said earlier, this is becoming a problem. It's something that we are seeing in more and more leases. So let me set the stage really quick. Excess consideration is a concept that is found in the assignment provision of an increasing number of leases. In order to understand what's happening here, we have to understand two concepts. First is the concept of assignment. I would highly encourage you to listen to our episode on lease assignments. Assignment, though, very briefly, is the conveyance of a lease to another tenant. So if I am a tenant in a building and I want to sell my practice, but I still have five years left on this lease, I have to transfer this lease to someone else. And maybe that's just erasing my name and putting the new tenant on that lease, but that is an assignment. Typically, this is done via an actual legal instrument called an assignment, and almost always, it is done with the landlord's approval. The second concept that you have to understand is a little bit more complicated. It's kind of ancient law type of stuff, and that's the concept of consideration. For those of you who have ever had like a bill of sale or something that says for $10 and additional consideration or, or whatever, um, consideration is very simply something of value that you give in exchange for something else. It is how we differentiate between something being a gift. As an example, you walk into the room and I say, wow, that's a really cool sweater. And you're just the nicest person alive. And you're like, you know what? Have it. This is yours now. And you give it to me. Well, and we don't want to get sidetracked 
uh, but you can give me that as a gift. And there are tax implications about that being a gift. And also, there's the potential that you could get it back. You could take back your gift. But there's a whole body of law that applies to you giving me your sweater if it is a gift. On the other hand, you walk into the room and I say, wow, man, love your sweater. How much would you take for it? And that person could say, I will take 60 bucks for this sweater. And I said, I'll give you 65. Well, that 65 bucks is now the consideration that I have paid for that sweater. Or what if you say, well, I don't actually want your money. I think that Texas Rangers ball cap that you're wearing is pretty sweet. So how about we trade? Now my ball cap becomes the consideration for that sweater. So the point being here, it's anything of value. It's usually money, almost always money, but it doesn't have to be money. And it can actually be a combination. It can be my ball cap and some money, whatever. It's just now that I have given you something for your sweater, a different body of law now applies. And that whatever that I have given you is called consideration. When you go to assign a lease, most of the times, You're going to be doing this because you have operated a successful practice and someone else in the marketplace wants it. You have these five years left and you've got a million dollar practice. Let's just say I'm apologizing in advance. Bad math. If you listen to this show, you know I I don't do math. That's why I went to law. Let's just say there's $100,000 of rent left for these five years and my practice is worth a million dollars. What I'm expecting to happen is I go sell you my practice. You pay me $1 million. You become the new tenant because I assigned my lease to you. And you are now going to pay that $100,000 over the next five years. This is how it almost always works. But let's change it up just a little bit and say, actually, my practice is tanking. It is worth nothing. For whatever reason, whatever happened out there, I am struggling. I'm tons in debt. Not only is there another $100,000 left on this lease, I'm maybe $50,000 in back rent, and I just need to get out of here. I need to get out of the practice. And someone out there says, you know what? You already have a nice build out. You're a dingbat, and you couldn't operate your practice, but I will come in, and I think I can make something of it. So how about I take over? Well, you're going to be doing me a favor. Yes. However, I've got some equipment here, so I want to sell that to you. And you say, you know what? I'm going to give you $50,000. Well, the landlord's going to say, hey, hey, wait a minute. You owe me $50,000. This person's giving you $50,000. How is it fair that you are going to walk away with that $50,000 when I'm owed $50,000? Let's turn it up just a notch. What if you pay me $150,000? And the landlord says, hey, you know what? Now I really want a cut of that. You cannot take that money until you pay me back. And now let's just turn it up all the way and say, landlords over here saying, you know what? This buyer doesn't really want the business because the business is clearly failing. All right. They don't have enough patience there. So what that buyer is really buying is a good location. Well, who is it? that put this location here? Well, it's the landlord. So maybe that landlord should be getting that money. My point here is that whatever the math is and whatever the argument is, there may be extra money that the buyer 
is going to pay to the seller. And because most of the times, remember that most of the times uh, outside of dentistry, when people are assigning leases, this is in a bad situation. Something has gone wrong. So landlords are doing what they can to claw back as much as they can so that they minimize their losses. But whatever their reasoning is, one of the tools that they're implementing more and more is to say, okay, if you get more consideration, if you get more money than is owed to us, we get that too. Now, it could be because they think they're owed it because it's a good location or because they think you owe them this money or whatever. They just don't want you to walk away with money when you owe them money. And so they implement. So now we have this concept of excess consideration and and it gets stated different ways in different leases. And just for context here, I bet in my first five years, I only saw this once or twice in the second five years. I bet I saw it 15, 20 times. Now I bet I see it 15, 20 times a year. And we probably look at about 200 leases every year. And I may be underestimating that. Like, like it just seems to be getting put into many, many leases. And I see people like when they're going to sell a practice and, and we get a lease, we're looking at a lease that we didn't review originally. I see people who have this in their lease. Now, why am I concerned about it? Well, honestly, like nine out of 10 landlords, they're not going to say anything. They're going to be, well, we put that in there originally to protect ourselves and we don't need to be protected because this dentist has been doing great. She's always paid her rent. So we're not going to say anything. We're just going to move forward. We're going to approve this lease. Everybody moves on with their life. Well, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for that one out of 10 landlords who do say something. Let me share the first time this ever happened. I was pretty fresh in doing dental law. I had probably only been doing this a few years, maybe three. And we had a buyer who we were representing and the seller had a lease and it was a fine lease. It was okay. But there was this provision. Now, interestingly, we made it the entire deal before anybody really said anything about this provision. And at the very end, and when I say the very end, like the last week or so, when all documents are, are kind of incoming and we're turning everything into the bank, making sure everything's there so we can fund the deal, the landlord says, and it's actually the, the attorney for the landlord says, hey, you know what? We see something very interesting in this lease. This says that all the excess consideration that you're going to get paid, that belongs to us. And I cannot remember the exact number of the sales price, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of $600,000, $800,000. And so if 100000 is owed, it wasn't a hundred because there was only like a year and a half left on the lease. Let's just say there's 50000 left on the lease. They're like, you owe us the rest of this. And let me give you my name to make the checkout to. And they were dead serious. And you know what was crazy about that? The landlord was a dentist. Yes, doing this to his own colleague. And they had actually had a long standing relationship. And the dentist landlord was just like, hey, that's in the lease. You should have said something originally. And if that had only happened one time ever, we still wouldn't do a podcast about it. But it has happened with increasing frequency. And a lot of times the way this gets resolved is like, I remember this, this one manager of the property was saying, 
hey, listen, I'm not going to make a big deal about this, but if you just cut me an $80,000 check, I won't ask for the rest and make sure you make this out to me personally, that kind of stuff. So we see people request little bonuses and, and things like that. Once in a while, they will ask for the whole thing. So again, we're doing this podcast to make sure that when you're looking at your lease, that nothing even approaching this concept is in your lease. Circling back on that story, that seller was so mad at the landlord. Remember, that landlord had actually built the building like 30 years ago and moved his colleague in with him. So they've been practicing together for like 30 years, something like that. And he was so mad that he said, I'm going to take this practice off of the market. I am going to go build out a new space and I will sell that practice so that the landlord couldn't get a dime. So even though he was losing money, he was just so mad that the landlord would do that. And I get it. That would be very infuriating. Okay, so just to recap, again, excess considerations, anything over the amount the landlord would have been paid for rents, that is excess consideration. And it could be anything, but obviously mainly it's dollars. Again, rarely... Is it in a lease, but it's happening more and more. And then most of the times, landlords don't think of it this way, but more often they are thinking about it this way. So that's why we are doing this podcast. You would not be happy if you operated your practice for the next 20 years and grew it into a very successful practice. And the landlord came along and said, oh, I can't. I've been waiting for this. Let's sell this practice because I need to retire as well. You just would be pretty unhappy. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure your attorney's spotting that or your broker and make sure it doesn't make it into your lease. And by the way, we have had, I think, two deals uh, yeah, probably two deals where the landlord said, nope, that's actually what we mean. Like, why would that make sense? Why would we do this deal? You know, like on the front end, when we're negotiating a lease, they're like, we are not going to take this out. And so obviously we would counsel a client to move on to a different property. But this is a serious thing. It's rolling the dice. If this is in your lease, you, you've rolled the dice. If it's already in your lease, there's nothing you can do about it. And until it's time to renew. So, so take a peek in your lease. If it's in there, then when your lease comes up for renewal, make sure you let them know like, hey, I, I would love to stay here, but I'm not going to sign the renewal unless this piece comes out. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. It's jmcgregor at mcgregorfirm.com. We're happy to answer any questions that, that you have. This episode was a little in the weeds, but, but it was important nonetheless. And so I hope you got something out of it. We'll talk to you next time.